0: And good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Welcome back. My name is Darren, and this is my guest, list pod. Thank you for joining me. This is part two of my chat with Daniel Franken from Thoughts, Feelings, Emotions. So I won't muck around too much straight into the show. However, I will say, if you can, go over and check out my new website at... MyGuestListPod.com, and let me know what you think. There's a uh, blog section, a register as a guest section. Uh, there's voicemails that you can leave me, and I can play on the show. So lots of new stuff coming into fruition as I've been planning for a while. Uh, and check out Podpage; they're a really cool service for new podcasters. I do have an affiliate link in the show notes, so if you'd like to check them out and do actually end up joining, I'd be very grateful if you could use my affiliate link. Anyway, on to part two of my chat with Daniel. Here we go. And we're back. And I've got Daniel Francom from Thoughts, Feelings and Emotions with me at the moment. And we're going to actually delve into his life and his uh, uh, his personality a little bit more by asking him some questions about... Uh, what he likes to do other than podcasting? What do you do for hobbies, fun, sport?
1: Uh, so I, well, I'll, I'll, I'll start with the one that I don't do much now because COVID ruined it. Uh, I I used to do a lot of gym and exercise and stuff like that, but then the pandemic hit and I couldn't do that. And I'm slowly getting back into it again. I've slow I okay. picked it back up again. I, I'm because i i enjoy doing exercising it's it's a nice way to relax it just gets all the stresses and everything out of the way and you can just it keeps you healthy it keeps you in a a good mindset and then during covid it just went out the window and you were like now i'm gonna sit on the couch and watch a billion movies and then just not worry about it because the world's ending and you don't you don't want to think about that so you need a distraction of course and but yeah, no, so I, I, I've, I've started, go, uh, getting back into the, uh, uh, the gym and things like that. Uh, trying to, cause I, I'm, I'm, I'm not heavy, but I'm, I, I'm the heaviest I've been in a while. So I'm just trying to get rid of that. Okay. Cause I, I'd rather just stay like, I, I only ever exercise to not put on weight. I don't exercise to get like ripped or like muscular. I just want to stay at a reasonably healthy level and just do that much exercise to get it. Okay. And I think that's good. I, I I think that's achievable. I think that's a good way to do it. You don't need to exercise to get like amazing. If you want to, go for it. If you don't want to, don't. I, I, I just do it to because it, it's never good to feel sluggish. Of course. Really. Yeah. Like and I, w- I was feeling a very sluggish for like most of twenty twenty and most of twenty twenty one because I wasn't doing it. I think everyone um, was. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I, I'm a gamer, so okay. I, I do play a lot of video games. I try and play stuff that I enjoy. I don't, I, I, I used to just buy stuff because I wanted to try it and then I never enjoyed it. And then I was just like, this isn't, this isn't the way I want to do this. So I just try and pick like games that I actually want to play or my friends want to play that we actually enjoy. Yeah. So. Uh, tomorrow me and my friends are doing a raid in destiny too um i don't know if you've ever played or have played or your kids play destiny or yes, stuff like destiny. that yeah yep. yeah um so it's a six person thing yep. where you get six of your mates and you just try and beat the game uh level in as fast a time as you can or yes. as as well as you can yep. um and it's just a good social thing. It's been a while since we've done it because everyone, like adult life, everyone's got a different schedule. Everyone's all around. So this one thing where you can all kind of just get together and have fun mm-hmm. uh with each other and everyone's in different locations. So like COVID also stopped that a lot. So just having an outlet where you can get people together socially, but without being there socially is always a good thing. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah uh it's just a fun dynamic to do yeah um okay so big
0: gamer so that's cool uh and you like the gym now are you an EPL fan
1: I'll answer this by saying I have to google what that was oh my god that's three (laughs) for three (laughs) I realize it's football (laughs) yeah I don't um, think I've ever met an Englishman that wasn't an EPL fan Sorry. My family loves it. My family loves football. I just never got into it. I don't know why I am different from my family. Um, cause my, my dad and brother are Tottenham supporters.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, my granddad was a, t- a Tottenham supporter. Um, most of like my other family are all Tottenham supporters and they're like big football people and they watch all the matches and they'll, my brother goes to the games and stuff like that. And I'm just like, okay, I'll be over here watching this or I'll be out doing other things. And I, 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 I get it. I, I have made jokes about it in the past that I don't understand what the love of football is, but it's the community. Yeah. That's what, that's why people love it. It's yeah. the going and cheering and support. It's like going and watching a movie and cheering for the superhero. Yeah. But it's just, it's just that focus on something that you love. And I, I make fun of people for it all the time. But then they make fun of me for watching movies. And it's yeah. just like that nice little thing where you just, you both share a common ground on something and you're both really passionate, but you do not like the other person's <laughs> thing. And that's fine.
0: Well, I think the soccer also is, um it's tribal. Uh, and that's why people are so... Ardent about, you know, supporting their their club. And it is tribal. And a lot of it's based, obviously, you know, uh, areas as well and, um, mm. and, and rivalries, you know, Birmingham, Aston Villa, Manchester yeah. City and, and United. So, so there's a lot of a, uh, um, uh, tribal as- aspect to it. So I can understand mm. the level of feeling behind it. You know, we don't, we have a pretty crap league of soccer here in Australia, but there's a you lot of a- people.
1: What's the, oh, I can't remember what it's called, but you have a, a really popular sport in Australia that Aussie um, rules, Australian rules. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Is that cool. similar? Because I, I no, yeah, because <laughs> I've 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 listened to loads of Australian podcasts talk about it all the time, and I've never bothered to look it up. But it sounds like rugby. It's like rugby but or gridiron without the pads. It's faster right.
0: and uh, it's a lot faster. And uh, we call it football, but you also mm. use your hands to. But Americans call
1: football in America. Like, American football yes. is not football. No, it's not. Everyone has a different. Yeah, no. it's, it's just like, why can't people call football football? Yeah. But,
0: well, we call football, the American football, we call it Do grudon. you kick
1: it with your foot and hit the ball with your foot? That is football. <laughs> Not pick up ball and run with ball.
0: Yeah, and that's that's it. rugby. That, well, that's that's it. We call football here in Australia soccer, but really yeah. it's football. We know that. So because yeah. uh, football here in Australia is actually that's why we call football AFL Australian Rules. Uh, we yeah. call that football because that's our football. So we have to yeah. make that distinction. But
1: you have to make the difference. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. So, but uh, yeah, it's it's funny. I've had. Th- Three, I think, UK, yes, and and you're the second one that's had uh, that actually had to Google what EPL was. <laughs> so, yeah,
1: I'm not. Uh, I'm not very British. I'm not a big tea drinker either. So. Okay, that's all right. No, that's fine. And I'm not a very good <laughs> British person.
0: All right. Well, apart from that, um, do you listen to a lot of podcasts?
1: Yeah, I work. I listen to a lot because um, I can listen to them at work. and so it's just a good time killer um mostly a a lot of australian ones to be honest like you you, i love you guys you guys are sweet i love i love just the care like the carefree attitude you guys have okay um and you're just i listen to uh tofop and stuff like that with will anderson and charlie (laughs) clausen okay yeah um i don't listen to them myself uh, i know of them yeah yeah um I've list, uh there's another one the Weekly Planet which is like a news one. Yeah. Like all oh, uh, just a lot of your um like comedy scene. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy. Okay. So
0: what's the best thing that has come from you doing the podcast?
1: I think it's given me a little bit more confidence in terms of how I present myself. I I'm not a very my personality would surprise a lot of people if you met me in real life. I'm not confrontational. I, I, I don't tend to stand out from a crowd. I tend to just kind of blend in. I just kind of sort of just go with the flow of most things. I don't really, um, I, or I used to at least now, I kind of stick out a bit more and I try and, cause I, I, I'm very introverted. I, I, I'm not a big people person. I don't go to the clubs. I don't do like, massive get togethers and stuff like that. I have very close friends and I don't have a big wide net of people that I hang out with. Um, I have the people I know and I stick with them and that that's fine for me. Um, but COVID kind of kicked back into the isolation of just, Oh, if the people you're close to aren't there, how do you kind of cope with that? And I've always been good at being on my own. Um, But I was like, well, I got to try and step out of my shell. And so just talking about stuff that I like has always been a a nice way to interact with people. And so I kind of just kick started the podcast again with my mate because I wanted to get an audience of people that also likes the stuff they like. And then try and build like a little community of people who like what I like and or maybe don't like what i like but can give me a different perspective on the things that i don't like and change it a bit and maybe i'll like it a bit more cuz i i i've always been open to feedback i've never been someone who's like oh you like that i will never like that if i don't like it i'll i'll be like why do you like it why do you why do you care so much let let me in yeah. tell me the secret to why i i don't have the same passion as you let me know the secret to why you love this and um so yeah that that's the one thing i've kind of sort of learned from this podcast is it's okay to talk about what you want and it's okay to accept other people's um opinions a bit more and okay maybe you don't have to be so isolated from it as well i would never have done this podcast like a year ago because i was just like well no i don't need to do that i would have just been like well there's no point trying to expand i've got what i like but no, you've got to sometimes just step out of your comfort zone and take that step and just go and and see where it takes you. If it does a bad thing, then you learn from it. If it's a good thing, you go and take it and you run with it and you keep going and you see how far you can get before you trip over and then you pick yourself back up and you keep going again.
0: Yeah, you learn so, from it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's all experience and, you know, it's better than sitting on a couch doing nothing, so... <laughs> yeah yeah fantastic
1: and it just forces because it kind of just forces you to interact with people a bit more and you because i can just go for days without talking to people and that doesn't it's not bad but it is it it's not good for you because you gotta Mm. you gotta just talk to people even if it's someone you don't like you still gotta just talk to someone yeah because at least you're challenging yourself because if you're in your own little isolation bubble only interacting with the things that you like and the things you don't learn anything because you just, you just kind of only re like, like praise the things that you already like and you don't challenge anything. and you don't, you don't have to, you don't have to try and defend why you love something. You already know that you love it. So why would you bother? You don't build up like a, um, an actual opinion on anything. You yeah. just have an opinion and you only have that opinion. You can't see anyone else's opinion and you just go, nah, you have a different opinion from me. I will never see another opinion other than my own. Mm-hmm. But you don't, you don't, you just lock yourself and you keep yourself to that bubble. And then you find other people who only think that. And then it gets more and more echoey chamber. Yeah. And you never really, and it's just not good. It's not a good way to view the world. And you got to challenge yourself, even if you don't agree with it, at least try and see it from the other person's point of view. Yeah. of course. That's, 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 that's the thing I've, I've really learned recently, um, and, and I've kind of tried to learn over the course of all of this was like, I, I, I gotta try and keep it balanced. Cause whilst my show is mostly opinion, I gotta try and at least understand the other person's point of view coming into it. And then I can. Try and maybe challenge their viewpoint on it, or I can get challenged on my own viewpoint, and I just gotta be open to it, like you can't keep closing yourself off to it, yeah, um, and then yeah no. that that that's that's the most important or well, the most uh new thing that, that I learned or like gotten out of the podcast, yeah, yeah,
0: all right, look, why don't we get back into the countdown and uh mm-hmm. then we'll 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 take another break and we'll we'll do some more uh. Uh, delving into your uh personal life <laughs> later mm-hmm. on but let's get back to the countdown and we are up to i hope i get it right this time number five that is correct fantastic look all right so <laughs> second time's a charm so what is your so, number five movie uh
1: number five is the social network uh, um like and the reason yes uh <laughs> it's very similar performance to be <laughs> honest um But yeah, the, the reason I chose the social network is because I kind of, I've never really been a big social media person. And so I, I don't really use Twitter. I don't, I've, I don't use Facebook except for messenger just to keep in contact with people. Um, I, I never had, I have an Instagram. I have never used it. I only signed up for it so that I could keep the name, um, (laughs) And I did the exact same thing with Snapchat and never used it. Um, I have always been kind of, I, I understand the appeal of social media, but it's never been something like I've really clicked with. Um, cause I, I don't, like I said, I'm not very, I don't post, I wouldn't post a lot. I never, I, I never posted on it. I never wanted to share my life to an uh, an algorithm that would then promote it to people and get likes and things like that. I've never been that. And then I have a podcast, so it, it it's so self-ironic. <laughs> um oh yes, I want to post my opinions, but I want them to be on a form where only my voice can be heard and you don't have to see my face behind it and I don't have to be judged on my physical appearance or otherwise I won't get likes. It's just like no no no, my opinions hold their own value and that's what matters more to me than just physical appearance tied to those uh, words um and facebook is the worst of the well twitter and facebook are probably the worst of the worst in terms of like how they 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 handle all of the social Mm -hmm. aspects facebook just because it it's it's ruined a lot of like it it had it like you can't deny it had an impact in the 2016 elections and all of that um and how it Handles like misinformation and all of that just for profits. And you can, you can see the f- effect that, um, cause at the moment, Apple and the European Union are really cutting into Facebook's ability to advertise to people. Yeah. Cause they're, 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 they're getting rid of like tracking and cookies and all of that. And you can see Facebook is freaking out. Or should I say meta now? Because they're meta. Um, uh, and they're, I would love to see a sequel to this movie because I would love to see the continuation of this character, like Mark Zuckerberg, through this, like the, like the scandals and all of this after like, I think it would be a really interesting movie. Um But this one stuck out to me because it kind of, it's just a really well told story and you do feel for Mark Zuckerberg. And then you remember that it's Mark Zuckerberg, and you can't <laughs> you can't really like the guy who created this horrible, horrible uh thing that has society so inhooked and it's so ingrained. Yeah. And you just got to kind of use social media like not how they want you to use it. I would say because they want you on it all the time, never looking away, always posting, always that engagement. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so that that's why I picked this movie because I do generally really like it. Um I think Andrew Garfield's amazing in it. I think uh Jesse Eisenberg's amazing in it. I think the whole cast is just top notch. Um it it's just it's a very in- I I've I've always been interested in the um the behind the scenes of these big massive companies that um hold so much power over people in the real world. There's another one uh, that I really enjoyed, which is The Founder, which has Michael it's, Keaton in it, yeah. and it's the McDonald's story. Yeah, yeah. And something in that movie stuck out to me. The only reason he ever wanted to go into making McDonald's was because of the Arches, mm. was because it was the brandableness of the Arches. It was so synonymous. It wasn't the burgers. It wasn't the way that they made the burgers. It was just the Arches, and it was that that would stick in the minds of people for years and years and years and that's how you get and it's always that fascinating thing it's like facebook dropping the yeah like how simple of a change that is and it works so much better mm, as definitely. a as a name and then and it's just that that deep dark seeded corporate like sabotage getting rid of people just because you want to like have more power um the fact that he basically Started it because he was jealous of a like he got broken up with, and then he made a platform, and then.
0: But he came out and said that like, that, that wasn't actually correct. He's actually been with his um, childhood girlfriend for forever.
1: I'm uh, sure. I'm sure there are a lot of inaccurate. It's a it's a documentary. They're never a hundred percent accurate, and yeah. they do change stuff to make it more cinematic. And yeah. so, like, I, I I I haven't researched it as well um I'm sure that he's correct because he lived his life, um <laughs> and, and they're trying to make him a villain, but also sympathetic yeah. at the same time. So it's it's storytelling. You can't a hundred percent take the face value of this movie as it is. It's no, not they took like some a, license.
0: Yeah, they took some license. It took some sure. license because
1: yeah, yeah. I'm sure there are events that happened after where they are in the movie, hmm. but they don't flow as well if you put them where they are. So. Um, that's, that's the other thing I learned from this is you can't always take a movie at face value. You got to go and do some research behind it. Yeah. Um, cause like this is one, this is a very good document, like documentary story, but it's not, it's not going to be a hundred percent accurate because you can't fit a hundred percent accuracy into a two hour movie or whatever its length is.
0: Yeah. No, it's And more, so you've got. Yeah. Dramatization. It's, of, it's an enter- yeah, yeah. It's an
1: entertainment piece. Yeah. Um, so you like that that was another thing it was like you got to also just go and like i know people were like always on about uh how this is going to go into an anti vax rant and i don't know why it's going to go into an anti vax rant. <laughs> but people learning self like learning and going off and um finding out things on their own you got to just be careful where you're getting that information from and how you're getting it cuz yeah. there are people who will take advantage of your curiosity to further their own gains, and
0: that,
1: that's that's as far as I'm going to go with that. Rant.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a rabbit hole that we don't probably want to get down. <laughs> yeah, I understand we, what you say.
1: We've had two years of that, and um, I, I I I I I questioned putting this movie on because I knew I would go down some rabbit holes that <laughs> I didn't want to jump down. So yeah. <laughs> but that's, but that's, that's, that's that cool. was.
0: All right, look, let's uh, get on to your number four. Uh, this will be a controversial one as well. So, uh, oh, yeah. Controversial <laughs> pick. So, what's your number four movie?
1: So, number four is The Last Jedi. <laughs> and so, that is the eighth Star Wars film. Yeah. Um, the reason I put The Last Jedi on here is it is honestly probably my favorite of the Star Wars movies. Okay. Um, and the, uh, I, I think my, it's either that or Revenge of the Sith, the, the third episode in the sequel, uh, the prequel Previous. episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, because I really, really like, um, how Anakin and Obi-Wan's relationship and the, I love General Grievous. I know some people are iffy on him. Um, but I, I just love a robot with dual, four lightsabers just spinning. It's pretty awesome. And just walking towards a <laughs> dude. Even though he gets taken out, like, just buy a blaster and it's just like, Oh, okay, cool. This dude's this awesome character is just dead. Yeah. Uh, I know they flesh him out in like the TV shows and stuff like that, but, but no, uh, the reason the last Jedi is on here is was another one of the ones where it's kind of like other people's opinions are valid, but only if they're not taken to the extreme sort of aspect where you're threatening like actors and everything because you don't like it oh okay Um, yeah yeah because uh in because uh there was a lot of controversy around this movie in terms of like diehard star wars fans hating it because it tried to do something different with star wars it it tried to make characters that people had these ideas of in their head different to what they had and that caused massive like Back, like massive separation between Star Wars fans in terms of like fanboys and people. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like I understand where they come from in terms of like if you have this idea because it's Star Wars is nearly like fifty years old at this point, and so you've grown up with this for fifty years, and you've built these cap like the 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 Boba Fett show um, that's on Disney Plus at the moment really is not what people were expecting from Boba Fett. No. And I we have a review on it. You can hear my opinions on that show. I won't get into them now. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I really didn't like because they gave up. They just made a Mandalorian show halfway through. And yeah, it's like, much. well no, that's and it's just like, no, this is not the Boba Fett that people grew up with and wanted. This mysterious bounty hunter who was so badass that even Darth Vader told him not to disintegrate people because he was just such a rebellious, like badass. Mm-hmm. And then um the prequel's kind of oh he's a clone child and that's 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 cool I like that that it gives backstory he's like and then I know the TV shows um, do a lot of building up the character and to get to where he is and then Boba Fett's just like no, nah, he wants to be a mob boss now and he's bad at it he gets beaten up a lot and he and he got, he had drugs and he got like googly eyed and with a lizard up his nose and then he <laughs> he he saves a town and it's like yeah okay um, and look I know people have. Big issues with Disney, um, buying Star Wars and the rights to all of it and rebooting it just to make profit. Um, but the last, I like The Last Jedi because I like the take on Luke. I know a lot of people like, but he was so full of hope and he was so, but even then you, you could still have the guy who had hope lose it at some point because he, he almost kills his nephew. Yeah. And because he sees the light of dark in him and he's like, I've seen this before. I'll do- and then he immediately stops. But by that point, it's too late because he's woken up and his nephew thinks he's going to kill him. And it's like tragic. It's like, no, he wasn't. But it's because of that in that split That's, second moment yeah. where he messes it up in his head. He's like, I could end this. I don't have, he doesn't have, he doesn't have to exist. I could get rid of the evil. I could quash it, but he's my nephew. And he stops. But in that second, he's ignited the lightsaber and the small child is staring up at his uh, uncle and he's trying to kill him in his mind. And that's enough to make anyone... And I don't like how they... I won't spoil The Rise of Skywalker for you because I know you haven't seen it. Um, And I think you should go and watch it. Um, I'm not personally a fan. My, my, My biggest issue with Star Wars has always been that they try and... I call it nostalgia porn. Where... It's just nostalgia, a visual nostalgia thing, just for the sake of the sake. nostalgia. Yeah, it's, yeah. It serves no purpose other than to get people who have watched the other thing. Marvel does it all the time. Yeah, um, every everyone does it, um, but it serves no purpose to the story. It's just there so people can point and go. That's that's the thing I remember. Yeah, yeah. and Star Wars does it a lot. It, it's it's like uh, my my biggest issue with. Um, the force awakens was that it it was too much i think it was a good introduction back into star wars because it basically was just a new hope but with different characters and they they had i think they shouldn't have done another death star and i don't think the self-referential death star like quote where it's like oh but it's just a bigger death star sort of thing is just like it's too on the nose and i think they should have maybe done a different big bad enemy sort of base but like, ultimately, I think it's fine. The Force Awakens, it, it gives, it's, it's enough to satisfy most people, I think, because it brings back the people who like the originals because it feels very familiar to the originals. It brings in the people who like the prequels because it's just sort of a continuation of Star Wars and you get that and you can, you can have fun with it. And then, I think what they were trying to do with Star Wars with The Last Jedi is kind of just give people, like, they didn't want to keep doing the same old, same old. They got people in with the same old, same old. And then they tried to do something different to try and push it in that different direction. And they, they stumbled in some places. Like, I wouldn't say The Last Jedi is a perfect film. There are some moments, like the, like Luke sucking on the green milk titty alien thing is weird. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, but I understand why people were like, why is he doing that? Yeah. Why is that? Yeah. Um, and i just like, I think Star Wars tried to, th- Ryan Johnson tried to take it in. Look, we've done this story before. We don't need to do it again. We'll take it in a different one. We'll make Kylo Ren actually go to the dark side rather than have the hero redemption. Mm. Um, and we'll push him and we'll have Rey be the beacon of light that opposes. And then when you think they'll get together and they'll join forces, or when you think they'll like swap sides, they won't do that. They'll, or even with, if even if it was more interesting and Kylo Ren goes to the light and Ray goes to the dark because the difference, but I think, I think the problem with force awakens is uh, JJ Abrams loves to do the mystery and build up a mystery. Um, but then never has the answers to those mysteries. And I don't think J.J. Abrams has ever, like, Rise of Skywalker, I think is the first time he's ever finished something that he's set up, because what he normally does, I think it's like um, Lost and everything like that. Yeah. He sets up all of the ideas and then just lets other people finish it and give, like, the, so I think Rise of Skywalker is the first time he's ever tried to, like, finish something he set up. And because Ryan Johnson took it in such a different direction to where he was, I think the big problem was that they didn't have communication across the films. Um, if you ever, if you ever look up the original plan for Rise of Skywalker after you watch Rise of Skywalker, it, it's not as disconnected as people want Star like current Star Wars is, because I think Disney sidesteps so much trying to course correct the discourse. And it just, I find that Rise of Skywalker satisfies no one. Oh, okay. But it might satisfy you. It might satisfy you because you seem to have a love for most of it. And I think I do I do think Rise of Skywalker has good elements and stuff like that. Um but I think it tries too much to fix the things people didn't like with The Last Jedi and then brings back too much stuff from the previous movies. And it just kind of because they bring. I don't know. Have you seen the trailers for Rise of Skywalker and stuff like that?
0: No, I've avoided them. Or have because, you seen
1: nothing?
0: No, I've seen nothing because okay. I've tried to avoid.
1: Okay, because I, that... I won't. I won't mention anything about it then. Yeah. Um. Because I don't. I don't want to give you the big reveals and everything like no. that. I'll just leave it as. Right. It, it's worth <laughs> watching. But yeah, the the Last Jedi was just the the movie that I put on here was because it just it changed how I view like discourse around movies. Um. Because it was just like, there's this such an extreme hatred and whatnot. And it was kind of like, well, I'll just, I'll just keep this as a thing I enjoy. Yeah. And I, if, if I hated this or if someone hates it, I, I have work colleagues who hate this movie mm-hmm. and I will, I will try and defend it and I'll tell them why I like it and they'll tell me why they hate it and I'll, I'll try and make counterpoints to it. And it just gives me, it gives me that nice little, um, if I can make, and I have changed some people's minds on it. I have kind of turned people around and people have given me, uh, things that have changed my opinion on it. And it's it's just one of those movies that I think gets a lot of hate and gets a lot of love. And I think that's good. Yeah. Because it, it, it kind of forces people to have to, make smart arguments to try and force why, rather than just going, it's bad or it's good, and that's that's why.
0: Oh, definitely. All right, cool. Let's get on to your next movie then. Uh, let's mm-hmm. get on to number three. So, we're into your top three now. So, these are going to have to be some yes. pretty uh, cool movies that have had a massive impact for you. So, what's your number three?
1: Uh, my number three is, okay, this is where we go into like superhero just superhero 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 yeah, that's cool uh, <laughs> and that's because i'm 22 and uh, 20, 23 god damn it i'm i'm trying to make myself younger i'm 23 uh <laughs> um, <laughs> <aren't> we all <laughs> i'm i'm I'm, 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 t- I'm turning 24 soon um uh yeah Th- it's spider-man into the spider-verse and i was struggling which spider-man movie to put in this list because i love spider-man spider-man is one of like my favorite superhero movies I was debating whether or not to put, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, uh, the first Spider-Man, like, uh, Tobey Maguire or the first Andrew Garfield one. And I ultimately wound up with this one because this is probably my favorite of all of them. Okay. And it, it's, it sounds weird to say for an animated film, but I love animation. I love just pretty visuals in stuff. And this animation style is so out there in terms of um how it works, how it like, it looks like a comic book panel. Like they just, they, they did such a good job. It like, there's just little moments where the character is walking towards screen and there's just text coming up behind them and it's just their inner thoughts. And you're just like, Oh, and then it just like, they have moments where they joke with the dialogue that's behind them. And it, it just, everyone else in the real like background looks at them like they're crazy. Yeah, because it's just like I also think the story is really good like this is this is just a anyone can be super you just have to try sort of movie Um, and like it starts, I'll spoil the movie because it's if if anyone wants to go for it (laughs) yeah, if anyone wants to watch it, go watch it I highly recommend it, but I am going to spoil some of the movie for you if you haven't I have put the spoiler before I spoil it. So that's always the positive. <laughs> um, so it starts with basically this, like starts with Spider-Man dying basically in their world. And then this kid has been bitten by a spider who was about to be trained by Spider-Man. And then Spider-Man dies right in front of him. And he has the responsibility to fix Spider-Man's problems, but he's, he's new. He has no idea what he's doing he's not socially accepted in his current school. He's just like, it's just like this up and coming kid story about how you become a great hero. And he gets stuck with the worst Spider-Man. Cause it's been the one who's been like depressed and has been divorced. And, and it's just like, and it's just him teaching that Spider-Man how to be good. And that Spider-Man teaching him how to be Spider-Man and what the true point of Spider-Man is. And it's just the great power with great responsibility line. Okay. The, it's just that it's just a very well done story and it's the I think it's the best version of how you do that Spider-Man story. I know the other ones do it really, really well, but I think the animation style and the the just the storytelling. I like the directors as well because they did like um Cloud of a Chance Immutables, the 21 Jump Street movies. They've done a lot of good stuff. Um they originally were gonna do solo before Disney were like Ooh, we don't like comedy. We'll, we'll just do, um, straight laced. Uh, <laughs> okay. we don't want Han Solo making jokes. We'll God, just yeah. have him. No, nah, that would be terrible. <laughs> um, I would have loved to see that, but the, the benefit to them not doing Star Wars was that they went on and did this. So we w- we probably wouldn't have gotten this movie if they'd gone on done Star Wars. Okay. So I thank, so I, I thank Star Wars for giving me this movie, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Have you watched? You've watched this, I
0: imagine. Uh, I've watched it once, and again, this was one that was hyped up by my my son, uh, my eldest boy, uh, mm. as the best spider. He loved it. He thought it was fantastic. Yeah, I watched it, and everything I think is said was valid. I, yeah, I'm so used to like I grew up with animated Spider-Man, obviously, to- uh, mm-hmm. and then all the the, the movies came out. And then this was a departure in style from all that. And it was yeah. very different. Uh, and for what it was, though, I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. I thought the anime, I think you're completely correct. The animation was amazing. I think that was, for me, the highlight was the the animation. So, um, And I've seen a lot of different animation with Spider-Man 2. There was the, the series that they did that uh, released on DVD with... Um, uh, it was a guy out of 90210. Uh, he played Spider-Man's uh, best friend in it. I can't remember his name now. Uh, Zeering. Ian Zeering, Ian Zeering. He, he was a voice right. actor in that. And it was, I can't remember who was the main voice actor, um, but that was a really cool animation style as well. And I'm, I like mm. different animation styles. And I think some lend themselves more to stories than, than others. Yeah. Like, and like you said, with with Pokemon, that animation style being different and new and, and, and made that story more impactful as well. And I think that's what happened with this Spider-Man story. I thought the story was fine. I don't know about Spider-Pig yeah. and all that sort of stuff.
1: Yeah. That, it, it that's it where has, it lost me. It has goofy – yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. But they are sta- They are staples in the comic. They so. are, yes, exactly it, right, yeah. Yeah. But – but for me, and, um, and it's amazing that they do different animation styles with those characters, yes. and it still fits perfectly That's, in that world. Yeah. And, yeah, so
0: I think it is a really clever movie, and uh, it has probably more of a, uh, a social uh, impact, uh, more of a social voice in terms of uh, yeah. uh, trying to say something, having a bit more of a message than. Than the the normal message that goes along with great power comes re- great responsibility. I think there yeah. was a there, that was a, uh, expanded on in this movie as well yes. in terms of his actions and his the choices he had to make as well. So I like yes. that movie because of that. Um, I haven't gone back and watched it again or anything like that, but I, I do appreciate it for what it is. Uh, I'm look, I, I probably like the the live movies, the live action movies more than that. Yeah, no, I do. I, I do stuff, enjoy the live action
1: so uh the the um no, the latest one really does hit that nostalgia of oh, yeah. all of this all of the spider-man on screen all together yeah. all having <laughs> that that just that pure that pure nostalgia adrenaline shot where it's just like oh they're coming for they're actually doing this they're yeah. actually putting all three spider-man on screen it's pretty cool and we we get that we get that. And we may be getting the X-Men in the new Doctor Strange movie. So uh, Marvel and Disney are finally bringing everyone's childhood together. Um, yeah. And yeah, I do enjoy that. Um, I just think with this movie, I just think I don't know what it is about it specifically. I couldn't give you one solid reason why I think it's better than the live action. I do teeter around. I, I think it's just whenever I, whatever mood I'm in. But I do. I, I am a sucker for good animation. Yeah. Um. Because uh, have you watched the uh, the Mitchells versus the Machine, which is the other movie they did after this, which is on Netflix and stuff no, like I that? No, I haven't seen that. And it's um. It's a father. It's like a daughter and father sort of bonding road trip experience where they're fighting like a tech evil corporation who, um. Uh, and it's just about social media. Like uh, it's um. Just the father and daughter have a strained relationship. Okay. And so the the dad tries to like bond with the daughter by taking them on a road trip. And in that time a Apple style company has created an AI robot thing and it goes bad and it tries to take over the world and traps everyone. And then um that the family is the only people who managed to save the day. And it's no, just right this too. dysfunctional family. Okay. Yeah, if you ever if you ever get a chance, it's on Netflix, um it's the Mitchells versus the Machines. Uh it's the same directors of uh spider i think it's the same creative team behind spiderverse okay. um and it's a very good like family storyline um and if you ever if you like furbies um <laughs> furbies. Th- th- they have a shout they have a shout out to furbies okay. uh, i think it's furbies they're the little dull things with the eyes that talk right like yes the fairy yeah yeah. Things, yeah yeah uh yeah it has it has a shout out to that, that is very uh, funny. Okay. I'll have to give that a look. But, uh, yeah, no. Um, and that, that, uh, that's also got a very nice visual. Cause, um, this is, they, they seem to like really pioneer like animation styles. Uh, the directors and stuff like that. Cause they did the, uh, they did the Lego movies as well.
0: Oh, I love the Lego movies. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. They're good. So
1: they did that. They did the, uh, Spider-Verse and they did, um, the Mitchells versus the Mitchell. All have the really, really good animation. And okay. I'm. I really like that sort of like, cause a lot of animation nowadays is all the same. Yeah. Cause it's easier to do. It's like, cause you can make animation sort of cheap. Um, but it takes a lot of effort to make like animation look and have like emotion, And you have like the detail in the backgrounds and you have like, if you're looking for like, if you're looking at like, I think Sony also did the emoji movie. Oh yeah. 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 Um, which is kind of a very bog standard, like animation style, where it's, it's visually it okay, but it doesn't stand out against the other movies. You're like Shrek's or anything like that, or mm. like of other, other movies, like where it's just kind of like, oh yeah, we'll just churn this out. We'll get a bunch of famous voice actors and we'll just, we'll just release this. We won't put as much time. We'll just kind of, we'll make it look sort of nice, but we'll just, We'll put some voice actors who are famous. That will get people in. We won't take this time and effort to really build, like, the world behind. Oh, also, the Cloudy Wheel of Chance that they're also visually interesting. Okay. Um, but they just seem to do animation very well. And this movie, I did, I did really enjoy on the big screen. Okay. Um, so that's why it stuck with me. Because, nice. yeah.
0: Ah, oh, it's good. Look, um, that series I was, I uh, remember too, that Spider-Man series, that was Neil Patrick Harris played Spider-Man in that one. Oh. And, uh, yeah. Ian Ziering was actually oh, I Harry him up with Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, Ian oh. Zeering was, uh, or Ian Zeering, depending on how you say it. I think he calls, he uh, ah. pronounces it Iron. He was Harry, Harry Osborne in, oh, uh, in that series. Okay. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Uh, if you've never seen that, go check that out as I well i think it's on disney isn't it i, I, th- uh, Cause- I don't have disney so
1: yeah ah because they added a bunch of the uh, they're either on netflix or disney because sony has a deal with um netflix to have a lot of its stuff on there yeah but disney also has a lot of the tv rights to the Spy- old spider-man stuff okay because that was before the uh sony uh marvel deal yes that so got them the licensing for the movies yeah um
0: well this was which- 2003 sony so that'll loves- be
1: before that i think so yeah uh, let me have a look, see. Spider Man. There's a lot of new Spider Man stuff. So there's uh, Spider Man Unlimited 1999. Uh, Spider Man 1981. It's just
0: 1979. Spider Man 2003. W- this was 2003. Lisa Loeb played um, Mary Jane. Uh, what's the name of it? Uh, I'll Google it. It just says Spider Man.
1: I'll just type in Spider Man 2003. Uh, where is it there? That's, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have seen that. Yeah. I have seen that one. That yeah, was, I have I- seen.
0: I bought the DVDs for my son because he was actually, he'd had a 40-degree fever for like 10 days in a row, and we'd taken him to the hospital. And on the way back, he'd actually started to feel better. And on the way back, I stopped off to get petrol at a petrol station, and I saw these. Uh, it was a double box set of DVDs of, um, uh, of this series, and I'd never seen this series either. So mm. I bought them for him. Uh, this is when I only had one one uh, child we we came home, he got into bed, and then I, I ended up watching the series with him sort of thing and the, <laughs> and the animation's really good. The animation yeah. is, yeah, it's definitely really good. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it, so, uh, and the stories were good. And it's all the classics, you know, Cra- uh, Craven vulture, um yeah, you know, just all his uh, classic nemesis, uh, nemesis's uh, Nemesi yeah <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I, do, I, I think I think. Out of Batman and Spider-Man, they both have the best rogue galleries, yes. uh, of yeah. villains. Yeah. And that's what, like, uh, a superhero is as good as their villains. And those two are like the pinnacle of, um, yeah, who have the best. Cause like it makes for the most end. In- like, I think, I think someone was saying that the Batman villains challenge Batman each on a different, um, physical, mental aspect. Exactly. Cause, yes. uh, Bane is physical. Joker is mental. Uh, Scarecrow is fear. Uh, Poison Emotional. Ivy, I can't remember that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. All, all of them have a different like, el- like f- effect against them, and then I think it's the same with the Spider-Man ones and stuff like that. So,
0: and, and that's why. All-
1: oh, sorry. Oh, no no no! I was done. Sorry. Uh, and that's why
0: my favorite DC character, the Flash. Uh, that's the only thing mm. that I, I don't like is <laughs> he's got some pretty piss weak. Uh, but he's got like a big
1: gorilla that talks. <laughs> What's not to love? <laughs> yeah, I don't know.
0: It's uh, <laughs> I, I just—it's uh, a big
1: monkey that can
0: talk. There's nothing wrong.
1: With it. <laughs> anyway, oh yeah, uh, but that's Aussie. You gotta love the Aussie. Uh, well, not
0: always.
1: You can't. You can't. You can't diss yeah. the Aussie. you got to. You've got to have home pride. <laughs> he stole all. He robbed all the banks in Australia in the Suicide Squad movie. <laughs> yeah.
0: Did you like the first one? The first or so no, moment?
1: no, okay, no, I I, I, did, I, so. I wasn't a big fan. No, that's fine. <laughs> Most people didn't I, like it, so <laughs> we rewatched it as a uh, for our podcast before the new one came out, and we did a um, retrospective five years later. Yeah, um, I, I, I kind of softened on it a bit. I still didn't like it, but I think it, it wasn't as bad as I remember it being. Yeah, I just think it was disappointing at the time because it, it. It had potential to be good. The new one is really good. If you haven't watched yeah, No, I've seen the new one. Uh, yeah. Have you seen um, Pace Micah, the series? I can't. It's not out in the UK. Uh, well, it's not we we'll, well, it, It's coming out uh, soon. Um, so I'll probably watch it then. But yeah, I, I do want to watch it. Um, I've heard nothing but good things. It's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's just that for whatever reason, because we don't have, uh, for whatever reason, they just decided to not release it here. Yeah um but we get it i think march 30th okay. so watch it i i didn't want to yeah, like I, it I, but I,
0: because of john cena's choices with china um uh, but john yeah. cena is so good in this uh it's actually yeah. he's really good so all right well yeah. let's get into your next movie which uh is the penultimate uh movie on your list um uh, mm-hmm. number 2
1: it's a big one so <laughs> Number two is, was the biggest and highest grossing movie of all time. It's not Avatar. It's uh, <laughs> Avengers Endgame. Ah, <laughs> uh, good. Because they re-released Avatar in China and it managed to get the top spot again. Smashed so, again, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So why is this um, one so no, important to you?
0: Huge movie, I was obviously. Debating,
1: yeah, I was debating which Avengers movie to put on this list because all of them have been big moments in my life. I never. I, the, the reason I didn't put the first one on was because I didn't watch it in a cinema. Because I didn't technically get into the MCU uh, until Iron Man Three. Okay. Which will sound weird when you when you hear my number one. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I I got in. I started watching them in cinemas in like after Iron Man Three and stuff like that. And I'd watch them all on DVD and stuff. And we'll get to my number one. Um, and how I watched that later. Um, but this, uh, so I picked, I picked Endgame because this was similar to Star Wars, The Last Jedi. This, I watched it at midnight. Um, it was this big collective movie that everyone wanted to watch and everyone at the same time or relatively same time got to watch this movie. And it was packed and you had the atmosphere and the ramping up and everything, just all the dominoes stacking up after 10 years of cinematic, like new wave storytelling and how you build up. And it actually managed to pull it off, like in a way that satisfied everyone. Um, I'm a big fan of Iron Man. And when he snaps, it broke me. <laughs> uh I I I was I I was debating whether or not to put this or uh, Age of Ultron because Age of Ultron also I had a really good cinema experience because I went and saw it in a uh, a completely empty cinema. Oh, okay. And that's the that's the only time I've ever been in a cinema where it's completely empty and you just get to sit and enjoy something without someone eating popcorn behind you. That's the best. Uh, and you get, you get to put your feet up and you get to relax and you don't have to worry about laughing and having someone just not laughing as well. And you just like, you can just kind of relax and you can just be in a state of mind. Yeah. Um, but no, this movie is, it was, I went and saw it with friends. Um, it was just, uh, it was just that the cinema experience that you want to have where it, it's what cinema can do really. That's why I was like, this was the movie that really can just, Show you how good it is to go and see a movie in a theater rather than just sitting at home on your TV and watching it. And
0: because you just,
1: it's just that kind of movie where I know a lot of people aren't into the MCU and stuff like that. But if you've dedicated most of your movie going experience to seeing these movies and having it culminate, it's like Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, cause I I didn't watch it. Um, and I, I heard how bad the ending was horrible. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so so you have I, they started at the same time game of thrones and endgame and they finish roughly at the same point and you have this build-up of 10 years and you follow these characters for 10 years and game of thrones stumbled whereas endgame continued running and has continued sort of running and uh past that um and it's just this moment in time where it, you could also joke about it overtaking Avatar and it getting to the top spot. And it, this moment where, Hey, look, something has finally toppled the king. Hmm. This, this movie that like no other movie has been able to get close except for the Titanic, but that came out ages ago. Um, and was number one before the Avatar overtook it and it wasn't going to get a re-release. And this just moment of, Hey, look, this collective moment of everyone just enjoying something. Yeah. It's, it's rare. Being
0: part of the yeah, it, history in terms of that movie breaking records and things like that. So yeah.
1: yeah. And, and especially after like, I always think back now because this movie came out in 2019, just before the pandemic. If you had watched, if the pandemic had started in 2019 and you'd watched in, uh, Infinity War and you have that cliffhanger ending and then you have to wait two three four years before it comes out yeah you'd be going mental yeah. you want that resolution <laughs> we got so lucky that Endgame came out when it did yes because they could have put it to 2020 and we could have had it have the black widow where it gets delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed again um you would have just chomping at the bit to go and see it but yeah that that that's that's a moment in time that i don't think i'll get again for a while Okay. That build up of um just pure sort of like unadulterated just fandom yeah. where you're just everyone in the room is looking forward to this. Everyone's had this cliffhanger. How are they going to win? How are they going to It's a culmination. They, And they and, yeah. and then and then how and then to have it not suck. Yeah. Where they don't they don't mess it up. They don't do the fan service wrong. They don't just throw character arcs out. I'm sure people have issues but I do not think there is a single person out there who probably couldn't find one thing that they didn't like about it. I don't think it's a perfect movie, but I think the moment in time is so, so nice to just look back on. Yeah, definitely. Is why I put it on here. Yeah. It's not my favorite Avengers film. That's, that's for sure. Age of Ultron is my favorite. Okay. And I know people hate that one. Um, but I really like, um, Ultron in it. Um, and I like the story and I just think it works and, I had fun with it and it's the one I go back to more. Yeah. Um
0: But that's as a movie but, that you're enjoying, not for the yeah, impact that's not, that it had on you as no. such. No. Yeah. Look that, I That's understand just that. a
1: movie I that's just a movie that I enjoy. And the impact that Endgame had in just terms of sheer cultural like moment in time, you had to be there, you had to go at midnight, or you had to go day off release. Um just the sweep, the getting swept up in the moment sort of thing. Yeah. That I like, I like that. I haven't, I hadn't experienced that. I tried to have it with, uh, The Last Jedi and then the amount of discourse around, oh, I like this movie, but everyone else hated it. Yeah. It was kind of like, oh, it kind of tampered it a bit. Uh, whereas Endgame, it's just nice to have everyone kind of collectively agree that this is a good movie. Yeah. Uh, oh, definitely. All right. Cool. Fantastic.
0: That's, uh, that's a really good one. And, we're now at your number one, so uh I'm really yes. interested to find out why this movie had so much of an impact uh on you uh considering like you mentioned you uh well look, look I won't foreshadow too much why don't you tell us what it is, and then we'll take it we'll take it from there
1: okay, so my number one movie is Iron Man, so this was the movie that i Cause in the UK, we have a little stream, uh, we have a TV program called, uh, film four, like one of our channels is film four where you get to where it, it shows movies and you have the ads and then you, um, you watch it and then you watch half the like bits and pieces of the movie and then it cuts to an ad and then you watch the next part of the movie. Okay. And that, that was, um, cause this was 2010, 2011. So I was about 13, 13 or 12, when I watched this movie? 2008. Uh, 2008. Yeah, so that's when the movie came out. I didn't watch this in cinema. So I watched oh, this on. Okay. This is, that's why I was explaining it. This is what I watched it on. Ah, I watched it on the okay. TV. Sorry, yes, of course. And, and it came out at 9 p.m. And because I was young, I couldn't watch it when it came out on the TV. Ah, okay. But I would always try and sneak in and watch it. <laughs> and i always managed to get the first bit before my parents went nah you're going to bed go upstairs and go to sleep okay and then one day my mum recorded it yep and i got to watch it and it lived up and it was perfect and i didn't have to watch the ads because i had a little fast forward recorder thing so i yep. could skip all the ads yep and i just got to watch the movie and it ignited something in me that i don't think any other movie has and that was just a love of like, I, I like business and business was always a thing that uh, wasn't a thing that I ever really considered. And then to see this rich billionaire, um, on the big screen, be an absolute asshole and no one like him, but people still kind of like him and then have this traumatic thing happen to him. Um, and then change his entire life, become, a good person trying his best never 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 um succeeding the way he wants to and always bettering himself like um there's a there's a thing in the iron man uh if you watch the MCU every thing that happens to him that he makes a mistake or has something bad happen to him in the next movie he fixes yeah so in iron man uh, in the avengers he needs a suit to come to him um and whatnot. Uh uh so in uh Iron Man 2, he has to get the his um driver happy to get the suit to him when he's being attacked on the racetrack. Yes. So in Avengers, he has the suit come to him when he gets pushed out the window. Yes. He's yep. always he's always improving, he's always making changes, he's always trying to fix the problems that happen. And I just love that attitude to life. Yep. Where you can you can fail but you'll always just try and improve the next time and you'll always try you'll always try and just make that step and that was ignited in me from uh the first Iron man where he he's made mistakes and yes he's a bad person in the beginning but even bad people can change and you can sort of you can kind of sculpt your life to make a difference in the world and You don't necessarily have to be a billionaire to do that, but it helps if you have the money.
0: It helps if you have the means, of course. Yeah. (laughs) And I agree. Look, I love that part about Iron Man, the fact that sometimes he will have stuff in his suit that uh, he's already seen a use case for, and it comes up and he's able to counter with uh, some sort of countermeasure that he's built into the suit. But then he's faced with a, a... a question of how do I how do I fight the Hulk? And he creates the Hulk yes. suit. And
1: you very know, good scene in the end. That's, oh, that's one of my favorite scenes in Age of Yeah that the, the I just <laughs> ugh, it's a I could watch scene. that scene over and over again.
0: Oh it's fantastic. I love it. And and that's the thing. Um he has the means to be able to do this sort of stuff. But uh, it's visually and as part of a story and as a growth of a character personally yeah, there's two different things. So visually, obviously, Iron Man is fantastic and uh, his mm. adaptability and everything like that. But the growth of the character, uh, like you say, from a very Machiavellian sort of arms dealer to someone with a bit more of a social con- conscience mm. and someone who uh, now has to work as part of a team and yes. has made mistakes but understands his failings. And just like yes. his suit, he tries to fix himself. And I yeah uh, I love Iron Man I think Iron Man Iron Man probably is my favourite character and then my favourite DC yeah. character is Flash um, yeah so they're that they're, 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 so when when I saw this on your list I was like okay he's a bit younger than I am so I wonder why and why <laughs> Iron Man is so important but you've articulated that perfectly in terms of how it's really had an impact on you in in terms of the not yeah. just. Iron Man, but the you know um him as a character. Uh, it's, yeah, that's
1: really good. Also, if you um if you do the parallel between Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man himself, oh, like yes. Tony Stark,
0: redemption, like story. Robert Downey yeah.
1: Jr. Redemption story of the lifetime because yeah. he was a drug addict. Oh, he completely. was like nearly kicked out of Hollywood. He was um like he he it was the bit if Disney were owned Marvel before Marvel, Robert Downey Jr. would not have been cast. John Favreau took the biggest risk, I think, in cinema history, trying to cast Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. Because it was, um, it was just such a, like, he was untouchable in Hollywood. Like, Mm. no one wanted to touch him. Mm. No one wanted to be near him. No one wanted to do anything with him. But John Favreau saw something in him that just worked for that character. And Robert Downey Jr. just a hundred percent is Iron Man. Yeah like even in out of performance where he goes and does press junkets and he's just the snarky, like self-confident just person who just knows how he's doing, it, but has that sincerity of, yeah, I know I did it drugs and I know I, um, I've, I've changed my life. I've made, I've made a difference in my life and I have fixed it and I am trying to be better. I am trying to, um, correct the wrongs of my past yeah. any way I can. And I will continuously, try and i will do that and it, it really is sad that he's out at the mcu i'm sure they'll bring him back i'm sure they have to they, they'll pay him so much money because they pay him so much money. he's yeah. the most like he he was at the time i think the rock's now the most paid actor in hollywood mm. but that's because the rock does so many movies yeah. robert downey jr was getting paid the rock money for one role
0: yeah for, for one
1: role exactly
0: I mean, yeah, that's uh, that's the thing. My son and I we joke about this. Robert Downey Jr. went down a deep, dark hole. Uh, it's the hmm. sort of hole that you don't come back from. We want to know who he's got photos of because that story, <laughs> his story of coming back into Hollywood the way he did, is yeah, you, know, you don't really see that. Um, so he, he, it was, it was a massive comeback. And it's great to see because I like yeah. Robert, you know, like, uh, Less Than Zero and, uh, the pickup artist and things like that. Even just like smaller movies like that. Uh, I remember from back in the day. He's, he's a great, he's a great actor. And, uh, it, yeah. it was really good to see him come back. And like you said, now he's made Stark that role that he, he is Tony Stark. That's his role yeah. now. Um,
1: he's synonymous with it like Hugh Jackman is with Wolverine.
0: exactly yeah. right.
1: Yes. And and a bunch of other people with like Johnny Depp as um, Jack Sparrow. Oh yeah, you don't see any. You don't see anyone else in those roles because they're so. Like Robert Downey Jr. is that character. You won't like. They'll have a hard time ever casting someone a else. Different,
0: oh yeah, Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. Same sort of thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, fantastic. Well, that's great. That's great. So that's your ten. It's a, a fantastic ten, and obviously, uh, you know, there were a lot of. Uh, moments in your life there that uh, that parallel uh, these movies, so in terms of – mm. parallel in terms of time frame, in terms of what they meant to you. So uh, thank you very much. I really appreciate you uh, going through all those. What I want to do now is just do a little quick fire sort of like bunch of questions that I throw at you just to – uh, yeah, get some response and you know
1: delve into your personality a little bit more before ah, we leave. So if, uh, I love being under pressure. There's, there's always comes out the best of me. <laughs> I, I don't to, panic and say the first thing that comes to my head. <laughs> I used to call this a VIP
0: round because uh, I said it's a very intense pressure round, but uh, it's not intense and there really is no pressure. So, <laughs> uh,
1: so it's, okay, it's just it, hit people. me with them.
0: All right, so favorite dessert?
1: Uh, chocolate cake.
0: Oh, nice. Okay. What's something that makes you really mad? NFTs. <laughs>
1: I knew that one was
0: coming. <laughs> um, ideal job.
1: Uh, car salesman surprisingly. Really? I'd like to do that. Okay. I don't know why. Okay. But that that's just something I've I as a child, I wanted to buy like I wanted to own all of the um car manufacturers. Yes. Because I thought that would be the most entertaining job in the world, is to just own every... And then I realized monopolies exist. You can't do that. You can't own every car company. You no, can't hold a monopoly on the car world. Yeah. So, yeah, sadly, that my dream was crushed as a child. But to, to sell cars, I would quite like to do. I would be terrible at it, because I would not be as ruthless as they are. Uh, <laughs> I would probably suck at it, but I would like to do it. It's interesting you're so okay. podcaster. Ah, <laughs> but that's all right. all right. There are a lot of kids who probably would like. There are people who are saying YouTuber nowadays. It's it's an interesting dynamic shift in um the youth. Well, because um because yeah. I I I know um people who have uh like family members and stuff who have young kids um and you ask them what they want to do and they want to go YouTuber or, or uh, like a Instagrammer and you're like why. Why? Why would you want to do that? It sounds horrible. Like these people are not happy, or like they are happy because they got money, but they're not happy as in like rich, fulfilling lives. But I, I do like podcasting. I'm making no money off it, <laughs> but it's it's fun to do.
0: Well, look, YouTuber and I guess TikToker, all that sort of stuff. It, it as much as I hate to say it, it's a viable alternative it is a vibe
1: i I get i get why
0: (laughs) i hate to say but
1: it's so it's so ruthless to get into um and if you're not if you're not built for it and you try it it will tear you um apart from trying yeah you gotta you gotta have the right you gotta have that drive to really succeed um at it and i I don't hate. i don't i i like do it i'm trying to do it for a podcast (laughs) um like it's just, um, it's an interesting thing that people don't want to be doctors or firefighters anymore. They want to be YouTubers. Actually, it's, it's just a weird thing.
0: Actually, work for a living. Yeah. Well, that, I'm just saying. Yeah, that, yeah. Actually,
1: actually, have to like it builds character. That's, that's why I'm like, oh, they just want to do the easy thing and get rich off of just talking.
0: That's pretty much which it. I'm trying
1: to do. So <laughs> hey, look, I can't judge. All right, uh, what's the
0: worst bad habit you have on the show mm-hmm. that you have to? Uh, edit out each week uh
1: we don't edit well my friend does it's his podcast i don't edit my sections so, oh. oh that's <laughs> um it. i i have an annoying habit of clicking uh my like i fiddle a lot yep so i i you just hear tapping noises and things of me just fiddling in the background that i imagine annoys people um but i i'm a very like I I have um, a hard time like just keeping my hands still. So I'm just always touching things. I'm dropping my phone constantly because I'm just holding it and then just chucking it up in the air whilst doing the podcast (laughs) and just dropping it on the floor. And you can hear I don't edit them out because I think a a more natural, like I I like editing. I think if you said something bad, yeah, edit it out. Um, But if you're just doing the things that you do in day to day life, editing them out is, kind of dishonest and i get why people do it because it can be really annoying but i'm just like no nah, you've got to show the human side where you're doing stupid shit and you're not you're like otherwise you're just kind of presenting an image that isn't genuine to people and yeah. i like the genuine side of oh look i dropped my phone i'm an idiot please please laugh at it that sort of thing <laughs> fair
0: enough um favorite tv show of all time
1: uh, Ooh, okay. I'm going to say I've, I watched it recently, but I had watched it. I had watched the first season. Um, arc, uh, it's uh Legion, which is the X-Men TV show. Um, where it follows like a guy who has like a mental, like multiple personalities yes. in his head and he's got superpowers. Yeah. Um, I, I really enjoy that show Um, because it goes, it, it it pushes the boundaries of what a TV show live action can do. Hmm. Cause you have animation where you can do whatever the, whatever you want. And you have movies where they have massive budgets and they can throw all the CGI in the world at it. Um, but this is like a small scale personal story about this dude who's trying to find love, trying to do the right thing. And being told he's doing the right thing. Um, But he keeps going down, doing it the wrong way. Um, And it gets crazy and it gets weird. And I love that in shows. And yeah, I I watched it. I hadn't finished it uh, until this year. Um, And thank God for Disney Plus because I finally got to finish it. Um, I watched the first season when I was on a ski trip. And... uh, I was watching it whilst I was like coming back from the skiing sessions and stuff like that. And then uh I didn't watch it after that. Okay. And then I was like, I, I, I kind of got pushed into the background. Um And then this year I, I, it came up on Disney plus thank God for Disney plus I corporate overlords Disney. Thank you very much. Um You gave me the, probably one of my favorite shows of all time that or arcane. I will put arcane. Okay. That is another recent one. All right, no worries. But I, I will say Legion because I think more people would probably watch Legion over Arcane. But I think both are very, very good.
0: Okay. What keeps you up at night?
1: Uh, a lot of things. <laughs> I I have a hard time. It is currently twelve twenty six a.m. in the UK as a as a time of recording. Um, and I am fine. I, I, I am a night person. Um, I, I have a hard time sleeping. I, I, my brain is just always on. So it, it takes a lot to get me to fall asleep. And I, I, uh, I wake up at like 6 a.m. for work and I have to really swap my, like s- as soon as the weekend hits, my sleep schedule just immediately swaps. Okay. Um, so I wake up really early for work and I go to bed relatively. Um, but it kills me. It kills me to do it. And then as soon as the weekend happens, it's just stay up insanely late and wake up extremely late in the like day and you're fine. And then it's just a swap back. Um, but yeah, a lot of stuff keeps me up. I've just, it's just, my brain's just very active. Okay. And it's fit, probably thinking about NFTs and just why why do they exist <laughs> and what, why do I have to why do I have to do a podcast where I talk about them?
0: <laughs> you don't have to talk about them, I guess. Uh, I don't have to, but they're,
1: they're the only thing that comes out, and it's entertaining to watch me slowly lose my mind trying to explain why they're bad. So, the the issue I have with NFTs is it's a FOMO effect where it is fear of missing out and that's purely the only reason it has value because you're told that you're missing out on yes. this amazing thing we recently did a story on the nft vending machine uh, uh yeah i've
0: got downloaded which is a real life,
1: which is a real life vending machine in new york i think uh <laughs> where it it gives you a you you press the buttons and you get the slip but in the person who reported on it they slipped got stuck okay um so they had to get um another one to push it off so they paid the same they there was one they had two options there was one for 499 and then there was 420 99 or 69 because meme numbers and so and you got a color you got you got a number for a code and it was the code for a color but they specifically state you don't own the color you just own the ledger stating that you have the ledger code for the num the colour. Oh god. And there were there and and the, the joke in the thing was he he physically he knew he owned it, but he had no proof that he owned it because it was stuck, stuck. in the machine. <laughs> yeah. Um
0: now I have seen implementation of NFTs recently, which I thought was fantastic. So Alfa Romeo yes. are actually going to offer mm-hmm. their service books with a car tied to that car as an NFT. So that NFT ah, goes
1: goes with the car. With the car. And then it's specifically for that car. And then exactly. you get it with that car.
0: And because it's not it's a non-fungible token, it's a non-fungible part of a, a ledger, you can't you can't roll back the Odo
1: <laughs> you know, yes. a million yeah. miles or you know, a
0: thousand kilometers yeah. or whatever sort of thing. It,
1: it's registered to that and it works yes. for that and it only works for that. Yeah. That's a practical use. Um my my issue with them is more on I've done a lot into this. Um, only 0.1% of people who own crypto own an NFT. And it is just a lot of, um, people who have money buying them and selling them to themselves to up the value to then sell it to some poor person yeah. who thinks it's worth that much money because they don't understand what it is. Yes. Um, and a lot of them, there's a website. If you ever want to look into it, there's a website called web free is going great or something like that I'll send you the link if you want it and it just shows you all of the scams all of the failings of this thing that is claimed to be this secure ultimate safe haven for metaverse universal transfers of crypto and all of this stuff and a lot of the people who are sp- sprouting it don't know whatever the hell they're talking about yeah I, I see the appeal to it I just find it kind of a a dangerous stepping stone that will probably fall and i don't want a lot of people falling off of it yeah that's that's my thing i i I joke about it and i make it way more of a big deal on my podcast where it's more of an exaggeration of my personality like i don't think about nfts that much outside of the podcast to be honest Yeah, yeah um because i just kind of just i see the article and i slap it in my folder that i use when i but that we use and then I never think about them again. And I, I, I generally would buy an NFT maybe if they weren't as bad as for the environment as they are. I think some of them are getting it fixed because I think they're switching how the thing it works. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. How they mint it and how much GPU power and CPU power or whatever it is that they use. Um, I won't bore people because NFTs are a subject that I find fascinating but infuriating at the same time but i can understand why people want to get in on it um it's just it's very hyped at the moment and i fear that hype bubble is going to pop and a lot of people who aren't rich are going to get screwed over and i just worry for I, 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 um, it's very late here, so my mind is spinning. <laughs> That's right. <Cool>. <laughs> <laughs> all right, It's nearly 1 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> Mate, so. thank
0: you very much for staying up so late. I really appreciate it. No, it's fine. I enjoy it. This is, uh, I guess, the point in the podcast where you get to shout out to everybody your uh, where they can contact you, your show, uh, all your links. Uh, I'll put them all in the show notes, yes. obviously, but uh, if you want to let everyone know where they can get in contact with you and listen to your work.
1: Uh yes, yeah, so we have a email which is tfepod at gmail dot com. Uh we'd love feedback. Um we'd love to see like people send in news topics they want us to talk about, um, ideas for TBOs, uh stuff they want us to watch, stuff they would like to see us react to, uh ideas, stuff like that. The podcast is Force Feelings Emotions. Um the name behind that was because i when i went to see movies with my friends i'd always ask them what your thoughts feelings emotions after the movie Mm -hmm. just to as the as the first thing i'd say every time is what your thoughts feelings emotions and it just kickstarts the conversation um and it suited the podcast because it's just a bunch of thoughts feelings and emotions on stuff that we like don't like and it's just two friends chatting and yeah um you can follow me on Twitter. I, ha- it's at Frankenstein, F-R-A-N-K-C-O-M-S-T-E-I-N. I will not be tweeting on it. I tweet out the podcast. And if people start following me, I might start talking, uh, on it. I might start posting random thoughts. Um, could be fun. I just have no real reason at the moment to, uh, we have a YouTube channel. It's, I think it's the same name. It's all in a link tree. If you, on yeah. my link tree. Okay. It will be in there. Nice. Um, and then I did set up a buy me a coffee thing. I don't expect people to ever buy me a coffee. Uh, but I, I set it up in case someone does for some odd reason want to give me money. Um, I don't ever expect anyone to pay for my podcast. If you want to give it to me, fine. Um, you don't have to. There are no rewards or anything <laughs> like that. It's just, it's just give me money if you want to, if you want to buy an nft off me i'll send you a photo and you can claim it's an nft <laughs> fair enough okay
0: all right look mate thank you very much thanks for staying for, for uh, doing the interview uh first off but secondly for staying up so late uh i appreciate no, it it's fine
1: like i said i'm a night bird so
0: great well you have a yeah. very good evening or night and uh make sure i'll be
1: going to bed
0: <laughs> <laughs> make sure you watch uh, peacemaker when it comes out
1: I will 100% get on that. All right. I recommend you watch Arcane if you want a recommendation. I'll finish I think- that.
0: I watched the first episode and I watched it when I was very uh, um, tired, and I actually tired. fell asleep uh, towards the end of it. Yeah. But I already, I knew I was going to like it from the first part of the, the, yeah. the series. So if yeah. you get,
1: I, I'd say if you're not 100% sold by the third episode, you will be sold by the third episode. Okay. Um, right. That's that's how I I state it to people. Um, get to the third episode, and if you're not hooked then keep going because it gets better after that. So. No yeah. But the, the, first, the the ending of the third episode is probably a very good hook to keep you going. Right. If you're, um, but yeah, no, this has been a lot of fun. I really Good. enjoyed this. Great. I, I look, I, I look forward to seeing the finished product when it comes out. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, I'll let you know when it uh, does come out. It's uh, going to take some editing. Uh, we've gone. I think. Uh, uh, oh, it's got to be over three hours now. So I'll. I'll uh, oh, yeah. No. I might even release it in two parts. So <laughs> see how oh. we go. <laughs> That's all right. Look, most of my yeah, stuff. Yeah. I,
1: I could talk a lot.
0: <laughs> no, no, look, most of my stuff is. Uh, I think that the the shortest episode's about a, an hour twenty, but I've I've had multiple episodes at over three hours because and and look that's not optimum for people's listening
1: experience. Uh, oh, no, my friend, my friends always like we need to make our podcast episodes shorter, and I'm like, no, yeah. <laughs> we'll make them as long as they need to be and exactly. as stupid as they need to be, and if people want to listen, then that's good if people don't want to listen then it's not the podcast for them and i'm not going to change how i want to do it yep that's exactly to be optimal (laughs) i i I want it i want it to be people who actually want to listen not people who are just listening for the sake of listening because it's short
0: (laughs) perfect Yeah, it's it's fits a commute
1: (laughs) all right mate
0: you have a good night thank you very much and i'll uh, i'll see you on the socials or i'll uh, pop in on your email every now and then
1: no, have a good one, mate. All it's right. been a pleasure. Thanks. If you ever want me back, let me know. I'll should, do a different topic.
0: I'll let you know. All right, cool. Bye.
1: See ya. Bye. And
0: that's another one in the can. Thank you guys for listening. I really enjoyed speaking with Daniel and chatting to him about you know, some of the things from his childhood and some of the things that really make an, made an impact on him while he was going to the movies and growing up. So... Uh, It's always interesting to delve a little deeper behind who someone is on the podcast and find out a little bit more about their backstory and who they were as a kid and what influences they had, and that's pretty much why I do this. So hopefully you're getting that out of this show. Uh, If not, let me know and I'll try and do better. Also, if there's anyone you'd like me to talk to or there's a podcast you want to suggest to me to Uh, have on the show maybe get to know the podcast host a little bit better let me know and i'll hit them up see how we go as usual i shall chat at you again next episode